The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Good morning. It is Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday, which means there's never a better time for you to call in and just uh, express your concerns with the human condition, uh, something you're seeing which is uh, bugging you in the world, or maybe something you saw that's good, just uh, one way or the other, either a kudos or a, or a punch them gently, or maybe not so gently. I don't know. Uh, you can join the conversation at 770-5633-770-KMED. Email bill at billmyershow.com or heard all over Southern Oregon. 106.3 and 106.3 HD1 and 106.7 KMED in Jackson County. 99.3 KCMD in Grants Pass in Josephine County. Appreciate you listening there. And it's really easy to stream, by the way. Just go to KMED.com. You don't need an app anymore. You don't need TuneIn or anything out. You just... Uh, you know, just stream directly from the website, and it works on all Apple and Android devices and anything else. It's uh, pretty much uh, multifaceted. All right. And uh, by the way, that's also where you can find my uh, podcast and uh, also show blog where I put up guest information and things. And we're going to be talking to um, author of the uh, American Gulag Chronicles here a little bit later, kind of the behind the scenes of what's been going on with, uh, with January 6th. Yeah, the January 6th people, and the story is more and more getting out, and it's, um, I know we're supposed to be worried all about what's going on in the uh, in the Middle East, in Ukraine, and I'm not saying that they're not be paid attention to, but I, I do find it interesting, you know, the invasion is at our southern border and various other things, but the military is everywhere else. Hmm. It's uh, it's really, uh, oh, but we're happy to imprison, uh, yeah, imprison people for uh, January 6th. I know, I know, I know, I know. Insurrection, I've heard it. Uh, it it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it, it just gets really, really old. But anyway, we'll talk with this uh, individual coming up here in the um, in the next few minutes, okay? Betty Martin writes me this morning uh, from Joe County. says, Bill, so I watched the story on uh, Cozy Channel, uh, Cozy TV, last night at 11 o'clock. That horse guy you talk to so often with the hat. He spoke very well. There was two uh, deer stuck in the Klamath Dam mud. They tried to get them out of the mud, and they couldn't do it, so they had to kill them. The jerk working with the dam people, everything's going great. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk with uh, Captain Bill Simpson again. We uh, had a little conversation with him last week about the uh, ecological and wildlife travesty going on at the at the site of the dam removals there, especially at the Iron Gate and you know, really, really super thick mud, and we're just flushing mud and sediment down the uh, the rivers. And and we have all the environmentalists of uh, Southwest Oregon. They're going, look, the landscape is being restored. Yeah, it's, it's being restored. Neighbor of um, Captain Bill, Ron White, stopped by the station yesterday, and uh, he showed me a few pictures there, and he had uh, said that, you know, he ended up getting a, a bottle of water from the river that was, and took it over to Nielsen Research. He was actually going to spend money to see how bad it was because everything's getting killed there. Everything, the fish, the eels, the uh, the wildlife and everything else. And that's OK. You know, the. Um, you know, the dam removal people, the tribes that are going to get paid off here, you know, the people in on the grift, R.E.S., all the rest of them, K.R.R.C. people. That's all right. You know, the Klamath will run free. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, collateral damage here. It'd be, it'd be a few years of crisis and things, but uh, 
You know, it's just it's just what you know. If you're going to clean the river and restore the fish, you got to break. Well, you got to kill a few fish. Well, you got to kill a lot of fish. I'm still saying that if you or me, anybody outside of this fraudulent consensus process that uh, the left is always able to uh, gin up here with this ultra control of the state of Oregon and California, for that matter, if you or I were to just say, you know, I've got all this silt and uh, and crap on my land right by the river, and I can't afford to dredge it out. Because remember, they were going to originally dredge that uh, that whole damn system out, get all the sediment, dredge it, and haul it away for proper disposal. And then they said, oh, that's too expensive. Well, if you or I were to ever use that kind of an excuse, just a regular person, you know, it's too expensive for me to dredge the land off of my farm by the river. I just want to get rid of this land, so I'm just going to knock it into the river uh, you'd be arrested and charged with crimes, environmental crimes, and all the rest of it. And I'd say, yeah, yeah Brian, that's supposed to do that, right? But you make it as part of a, a fraudulent consensus process. And then all of a sudden it has the sheen of respectability and legitimacy, even though it's totally illegitimate. That's uh, kind of where we find ourselves right now. There was a Facebook group on um, from Ashland. I think it was Ashland Community. Uh, Jan Dunlap had uh, sent me the link to it. I try to post on it, but they keep uh, kind of leaving me pending. And there'd be people in there, finally, they're doing something about uh, the, uh, that, that river. And I say, you know, doing stupid stuff is not <laughs> exactly accomplishing much. Doing stupid stuff. Beneficial use of water gone and uh, flushing millions of tons of sediment down the river that you're claiming that you want to save fish habitat. I'm still saying that there's... Good chance that the tribe will end up having buyer's remorse on this one over time. We'll see. But uh, many tribes, well, of course, you know, it comes right down to it. The uh, It's most likely it's the, you got the tribal fat cats. They're doing just fine. And then you have poor tribal members that are on uh, essentially subsistence poverty in certain areas. And, you know, they'll be offered maybe just a, you know, a little bit of thin gruel out of the whole thing. And they'll, they'll feel a little bit better, but still. The legacy is gone. And they still won't look at the real reason why you don't see many fish coming back. And that might be, oh, foreign trawler fleets off the coasts. Just saying. It's uh, 19 after 6. Join in 770-5633. But we'll revisit with uh, Captain Bill after 8 o'clock and uh, talk about that. There's some other headlines this morning. Rogue Valley Times. This is interesting. Dog walkers find amputated foot near Ben Landfill. Police say it was an accident. They were walking near a Ben Landfill earlier this month, and uh, one of their dogs came back with a human foot in its mouth. The foot uh, likely disposed of improperly and by accident, uh, saying they have a high degree of confidence that it was medically amputated. Uh, this according to the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office. Well, I certainly hope so. Otherwise, you got another murder on your hand, folks. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things like, uh, yeah, but you mind, um, dog bites man's foot, right? That kind of thing. Let's see. Stabbing Wagon has filed a tort claim notice against the city of Medford. Of course, that's, uh, one of the biggest harm reduction, uh, nonprofits. And of course, I tend to think of, most nonprofits as rackets, stab and ragging, no uh, exception. That's just my opinion. But um, I, I just think that they're out there just helping enable the problem. 
In fact, the last thing I think Stab and Wagon would like would be for all of the uh, drug-addicted people to go away because none of them get a salary. Grantstream funding, funding from OHA for that. But anyway, uh, Rogue Valley Times reporting a tort claim notice signed by Alicia LeDuc Montgomery, Stab and Wagon's Washington State-based attorney, and addressed to City Attorney Eric Mitten was filed. And the notices uh, claim relate to an ongoing effort by the city of Medford employees and agents through prior and recently discovered misconduct to undermine the operations, services, and activism of the nonprofit organization Stab and Wagon and its employees and agents. Boy, that's rich. In other words, you're supposed to take the drug addiction and the disorder that the Stab and Wagon people help enable. And it's being done at taxpayer expense through the Oregon Health Authority. Yeah, this is rich. Yeah, you're, you're just supposed to, in other words, every other business in southern Oregon has to, uh, you know, operate within rules and regulations and all sorts of things. Stab and Wagon's supposed to get a free pass because it's harm reduction? Really, Melissa? They always show that picture of Melissa, the, uh, you know, the head of Stab and Wagon. With the, uh, you know, be nice to drug users. It's like the stock photo they have of her in the papers. Be nice to drug users. Melissa, how about uh, be nice to taxpayers who actually pay the bills? How about that? How about some order? How about, um, you know, some sense of propriety with the way you conduct yourself, in my opinion? I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping that the city of Medford actually fights this. And doesn't just lie down and do some sort of a settlement. That's just my opinion. I'm. It just this whole thing about the uh, about the stab and wagon, in which we help people with drug addictions by making it easy for them to be drug addicted. And I tell you, uh, stab and wagon people may be, may have a heart of gold, along with the hair of pink or blue or whatever it is. They may have a heart of gold. May have the best of intentions. But this is what they look. It's not drug treatment. It's not drug treatment. It's harm reduction. What they claim is harm reduction. And for them, harm reduction is making it easier to shoot up. I don't know whose harm is being reduced. Harm to the community? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that Eric ends up getting uh, good legal help and is able to uh, mount a good defense. I am praying for the good of Southwest Oregon, that they actually mount a defense and that it not be, well, we're going to settle and make it go away. That's what I'm hoping. I don't know if you have a hope on that too, but that's that's my take. It's like, you know, this idea that uh, the stab and wagons and the Max's missions are there to dictate policy to Southern Oregon, that's essentially what they've been trying, what they've been almost tasked by OHA to do. There has to be resistance to it. And... They have not, um, in my opinion, I don't think uh, Stab and Wagon has behaved in a very proper fashion. This is the Bill Myers Show on KMED and KCMD. Well, we all have opinions. You could agree with mine or disagree, too, and join in, 770-5633. And by the way, uh, if uh, Melissa from Stab and Wagon, if you'd like to come on the show, I'd be happy to talk with you, but I don't know. And I'd, uh, I'd be respectful, probably more respectful of you than you'd be respectful of me, given the... Uh, kind of altercations that she tends to get into with people at least uh you know the uh that's been reported so maybe that's why maybe everyone's just hoping all right hey don't do anything don't poke the bear 
don't poke the bear because uh, I guess you know Stabin Wagon will next become the uh, the government of uh, Southwest Oregon if this continues. I'm being a little sarcastic, but just a little bit. This is the Bill Meyer Show. If you farm and ranch, there's always an off-season to-do list. Two Dogs Fabricating can check some of those boxes so you're ready for spring. Two Dogs expertly repairs busted equipment, fabricates new implements to meet specific needs, and modifies and strengthens your current stuff to extend its life with expert shop work to avoid time-consuming field repairs. Two Dogs fabricates custom gates, too. So if you have an idea, sketch it out on a napkin and bring it in. We'll take care of the rest. Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. Since the moment you were born, I've made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. For all of the things you may one day do. Do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do learn from your mistakes. And challenge yourself to grow. Do not be afraid or make decisions based in fear. Do it all with confidence and with kindness and strength. Do call your mom and ask her for advice. And always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me is that you keep doing I love you always, Mom. Inspire kids to do at 4H.org. Progressive presents Flo and JB announcing a monster truck rally. And here comes the obliterator. Whoa, and he's up on two wheels. <laughs> that can't be safe. Oh, oh, I don't recommend flipping your car backwards. Did he even check his blind spot? And the car's on fire. I definitely don't recommend that. This is one of my recurring nightmares. Progressive is all about keeping it safe, so bundle your home and auto for 24-7 protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Coverage not provided for monster trucks. Not available in all states. Hi, I'm Charlene, owner of American Industrial Door, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 626 on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. Francine's in town. Hello, Francine. How are you doing this morning on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday? You got anything? What are you thinking? Like I was telling you, I I actually, over the weekend, I came up with two really good pebbles that I wanted to talk about. And this morning, I cannot recall what they were to save my life. But- oh, no. That's okay. You know, the pebbles will always come back, though. And usually in the middle of the oh, night. Usually in the middle of the night while you're trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, gosh darn it, I wanted to have a call in about that. I know. I didn't know. make it. What's up? I did have I did want to comment about this whole this stabbing wagon and the Melissa. Like, people are afraid of her or something. It's like... What all that we we just continually and you've mentioned this before we continually um, reward bad behavior. You know, you act like a, a monster. You you get you know you 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 react badly towards people and they get afraid and they just let you do your thing or something. And then this whole but but you see this is this is what we this is what you get though when the radical left when the radical left is allowed to play and uh, and nobody disciplines right. them. Essentially, stab and wagon and uh, and the radical left. They need to be disciplined, in my opinion. I it just it, oh, it, it, it's horrible. just it's like it's like misbegotten. It's like essentially, uh, I don't know, just uh, undisciplined children uh, running around with uh, millions of dollars of taxpayer money. Essentially, they're they're encouraging people to become junkies. Well, anything they're that makes it well, anything that makes it easier to become uh, to be a junkie, I guess, uh, helps you become a junkie, doesn't it? 
well, it's it's pathetic though. It's horrible. It's everything that when I grew up, it's everything that it was like, oh, this is not good. You don't want to go here. You don't, you know, we don't need, we don't want people to be like this. And now that what they're doing is they're just they're creating it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're encouraging it. They're making it grow and blossom, and it's just, oh, it's just awful. But worst of, but even worse than that though is that. They're being paid by your tax dollars to do this, Francine. That's it. The, the right. part that's irritating, and you know they're they're bringing up here, you know, Stabbing Wagon in the various news reports. You're talking about oh, city of Medford, and, the, and look at the Brian Showtune sending, uh, you know, messages and inquiring with uh, the the state legislatures and things about uh, legislators about the funding and all the rest of it, and 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 asking who was involved with this. It's perfectly okay. Stabbing Wagon is not entitled to receive millions of dollars of taxpayer funding. It's just not. It's like everybody else out there. But uh, they act as if, for some reason, their uh, mission is so pure, so mm-hmm. so wonderful, that nothing is yeah. supposed to be questioned. We could do whatever we want around the cops. Screw that. Don't care what the city says. If the city's upset with us, screw them. We're the stabbing wagon. You know, that's kind of where we are right now. And and you're right. Everyone's walking on, on eggshells around yeah, them, it's, apparently. It's, it's really pathetic. And... Um, yeah. What another another thing? Well, I don't know if you saw. I sent an email to. I think it was just over the weekend or just before the weekend. It was a little short email, and I had come up with a new, you know, DEI instead of diversity. Uh, 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 what is it? Um, diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. Inclusion. Yeah. That was the. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, determination, excellence, and integrity. Mm. We need to change it. <laughs> we need to start. You know, make bumper stickers or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, progress. But anyway, to close out on Stabbing Wagon, I pray, and I re- and I mean, the, I mean this, I am praying that as many problems as I've had with the city of Medford and many other policies, they have got to go to the mat on this. The city of Medford needs to, to determine policy, not Oregon <laughs> Health Authority, not Oregon Health Authority, and not Melissa Jones. I'm sorry, it's just not. Well, this is the same. The same city that you know built that little uh, doodad on the road out there in front of the Democratic Party office. Yeah, you're right <laughs> about that. Okay, I, 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 okay, that's just it. Uh, let's let's collapse and then uh, just move away. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, All right. Just, you know, we're dealing with idiots. Yeah. Thank you for the call. <laughs> seven seven zero five six three three. Uh, let me go to line two. Hi, KMBD KCMD. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Yes, Hi. Phil? Yes. Okay, I've got a couple, couple questions for you. Okay. We know the government really always cares about us. and No, it doesn't really. That We know they doesn't really do that, though. Okay. <laughs> come on, come on, Bill. Oh, 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 you want me to play along with you? Okay, all right, I'm game. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the government cares about me, and, and everything about authority, they are my friends and heroes. Okay. And they work for us, you know. They they always what we want. Okay, okay. So <laughs> they they were really caring, and they created prohibition, and they also stopped people smoking pot. Now, Bill, tell me the real reason they created prohibition and stopped people smoking pot. Uh, well, there was actually a a, a populist movement. To do that, it, it didn't come out of nowhere. Remember, Carrie Nation. The bigger 
reason, the bigger reason, though. Okay, what what what's the bigger reason? Uh, so, well, obviously, since I'm childish here, I'll I'll just uh, I'll just let you school me. Okay. On the first one, think cars. What? Think cars when you think prohibition. Cars. What did Ford want to do? Uh, he wanted cars that you could literally create your own alcohol and put in your own gas. That's an interesting theory. And that is why they stopped it for 10 years. Now, huh. why did they stop pot? It was the number one drug. There was all sorts of health benefits. And they wanted to bring in all this other stuff. Plus, I mean, my understanding is that the yeah yeah. You, now you you honestly think you honestly think that marijuana is the number one health benefit uh, drug? Oh, really? No, 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 no. But there was all sorts of other reasons to stop it because oh. you can make clothes, you can make oh oh yeah. There were other there were industrial processes through marijuana and hemp that uh, could I have uh, would have attacked uh, Dupont and various other Rockefeller interests, things like that, right? From listening to Jan Irving, we had developed, or they had developed um, LSD back in the 1920s. So they could have brought that out, but they were waiting to bring back the deadhead and people that just kind of tune in, turn on, drop out, and do nothing. And Yeah, w- wait, waiting for the culture to uh, deteriorate to that point. All right. That's a, that's a good call. Thanks, Lucretia. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Yes, Bill, this is Rick from Medford. Hi, Rick. A couple, couple things I'd like to bring up. Number one, whenever you talk about the stabbing wagon, I think it needs a theme song. Which one would that and, be? Well, uh, Steppenwolf's The Pusher, because I think that's just what they're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, The Pusher. The Pusher Man, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'll find that. Uh, well, I, I haven't heard that song in ages. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's still a dandy, and uh, I think it's appropriate. But anyway, the other thing is I'd like to encourage your listeners to – uh, boycott the Super Bowl. From what I understand, they're supposed to be uh, playing a black national anthem. There is no such thing, of course. Mm-hmm. There is only one national anthem. And uh, secondly, when they watch the Super Bowl, they need to think about what Roger Goodell makes a year, which is about $64 million to make idiotic decisions. All right. Point well taken. Appreciate the call. Anything right. else Take you wanted to add in Bye. there? Go ahead. Oh, okay, you're done. All right. 634 at KMED KCMD. Tim Rivers. We'll talk with him after news next. At Fontana Roofing, their roof replacement teams give homeowners honest advice every day. Let's check in and see what's new. Did you see the relief on that homeowner's face with the good news that her roof had another five years of life left in it? Yeah, she was pleased as punch. The bad news is that Nerf football I found up there has seen better days. Indeed, but the good news is there's still enough granules to reflect light and heat away from the roof, preserving for now the asphalt underneath. And the bad news is excessive UV rays and weather on that southern exposure makes those pebbles wear out faster and the wood sheeting could be eventually compromised. And the good news is it's lunchtime and I've got coupons for tacos. And the bad news is that I left my wallet at home. That's not news. Fontana Roofing is your local expert on residential re-roofs. Get an accurate news report on your roof today. Visit FontanaRoofingServices.com. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or CavemanHeating.com. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. 
Around 5.50 Saturday night, Medford police responded to reports of shots fired at a laundromat on Crater Lake Avenue. Inside Weldon's cleaners, 51-year-old Justin Keaton was shot and killed. The suspect has been identified as Jesus Pena Jr. He is an 18-year-old Hispanic male, 5'7", with black hair and brown eyes and a light mustache and goatee. Police say he recently escaped Oregon Youth Authority custody and has only been in Medford a short while with warrants for his arrest. This is the same laundromat where another man was shot and killed in the parking lot in 2021. Employees of surrounding businesses and people that live nearby tell us they aren't too surprised and describe the area as a bad neighborhood. Medford Police is asking you to contact them if you know anything relating to the case. And you might have noticed some changes at the grocery store. An Oregon law now in full effect says all eggs produced or sold in Oregon must be cage-free. A bill was signed back in 2019 mandating farms with 3,000 or more chickens must give their birds enough room to move and stretch. The law didn't go into full effect until now, five years later, in an effort to give farmers and supply chains time to implement it. In our region, California and Washington already have similar laws in place, along with Massachusetts. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Tired of having to wait weeks to have your vehicle looked at or even just have the oil changed? Stop waiting. Call American Rencher Garage. At American Rencher Garage, we have excellent appointment availability with quick turnaround. Every service includes a complimentary multi-point vehicle inspection so you can make informed decisions on your vehicle's services and repairs. Call today and drive with confidence. American Rencher, united through service. Across from Elmer's, 499-6673. 499-6673. If you have an Alexa device, you can listen to great news and talk anytime by first asking Alexa, enable KMED. After enabling the skill, you can listen to the most popular talk personalities like Bill Meyer and Lars Larson, plus local news and weather 24 hours a day by just asking her to play KMED. Alexa streaming on KMED is made possible by Megan McPherson at Farmers Insurance, Father and Son Jewelry, Violets and Cream, and Pacific Healthcare Training. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Renault has decided to cancel the initial public offering of its electric car unit Ampere, partly due to equity market conditions. Originally, the IPO launch was scheduled for this spring. The news is the latest sign of electric vehicles' weaker market as demand drastically slows. Renault will continue to fund Ampere until the unit reaches breaks even in 2025. Toyota Motor set a new record high for global sales, cementing its position as the world's biggest car maker. Global sales rose just over 7% to 11.2 million vehicles last year, surpassing the previous high of 10.7 million units in 2019. Japan and North America and Europe led the growth in sales despite a decline in China. Toyota's production in December alone increased 10% year over year. Futures are slightly lower. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials were up 224 and the NASDAQ up 173. That's your money now. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? 
you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text him to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text H-I-M to 321321. That's him to 321321. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. And this is The Bill Myers Show. I've never had the pleasure of talking with Tim Rivers, but I'm going to do that now. He's the author of The American Gulag Chronicles, Part 1, Letters from Prison. And Tim, it is a pleasure to have you on. Give me a little bit Thank of your you, background, sir. if you don't mind, since we've never had the uh, the pleasure of meeting until now. What's going on? Um, well, I, I, I work in uh, in IT mostly with um, with the federal sector and municipalities, even even the Virgin Island territories for a while, and uh, retired, you know, as an engineer and executive uh, from them in 2000. And since then, just uh, was a retiree until um, kind of got involved in politics starting around 2008 when I kind of felt the shift in the parties, um, and that culminated in 2020 and um, brought me out of uh, out of full retirement, I guess, into, you know, working with election integrity here in Florida. And somehow or another, that led me to January 6th. And uh, here I stand almost uh, three years later. All right. And by the way, everything about you, uh, we can find out more on j6patriotnews.com. That's your main website. Just want to make sure people hear that yeah. first. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, Sorry. good. Okay. Thanks. All right. I guess we uh, we talked over one another there. That's okay. All right. I wanted to uh, to bring you on here, Tim, and we'll talk about the American Gulag Chronicles. Uh, and what got me, and I just, my jaw dropped open as I was reading this story about James Little. And could you tell me what happened? Because he actually challenged his sentencing for uh, involvement during January 6th. And then things went and then things went sideways for him. Could you explain a little bit about that story? It seems to encapsulate uh, a lot of what's been going on with J6 defendants. Yeah, I mean, his story is not unique. I mean, if you um, – so here's, here's the way the DOJ is playing us. I think most of us have, have understood that there is a narrative being created here uh, and that in order to sustain the real core of the narrative, which is for, at any cost keep Trump from going back into office right. – that it's necessary to, you know, to create the, the boogeyman. And uh, and that's what you've got here. So the DOJ basically will start off with, hey, I need you to plead guilty to four misdemeanors. You do that, we're going to probably, you know, smear you and, uh, and bankrupt you. But, hey, you're going to walk away with all your, uh, your privates intact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say, no, I'd like a trial, well, those misdemeanors become felonies. Uh, and now you're in real trouble. Now they're threatening you with five to ten years. And if you, by any chance, should be even then challenge the sentencing as this individual does, well, that requires an even more serious, uh, you know, inversion of justice, which you saw with Mr. Little. But he's not alone. I mean, this is happening to many people. Um, and I think many of us feel that the the sentences are so unjust. You you know, you have to look at people like Enrique Torrio and, and Ethan Norty and Zachary Rail. These guys really, some of them weren't even there that day. Enrique wasn't even in D.C., 22 years for not even being in the same city where you supposedly planned and executed an insurrection with a flag and a hat. Uh, um, and see, and that's just it. It's the only insurrection I've ever read about that uh, that involved people not bringing 
guns and hanging people from the uh, yard arms and killing politicians and all the rest of it. The, the only person who uh, died that day ended up, well, there were other people that died there. Some of them uh, were uh, uh, suffocated, I think. It didn't one of them uh, suffocate one of the actual uh, attendees? And then, of course, there's Ashley Babbitt, too, who was shot to death by a uh, Capitol police officer. So it's um, well, it's amazing there, stuff. There, there were four people that died that day. None of them were police officers. Uh, there were no seriously injured police officers. Most of their injuries were self-inflicted by uh, by having deploying tear gas and munitions right in their own faces with the wind blowing back at them and then uh, panicking when that happened. But uh, the four people who died that day, two of them died of, of heart failure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was hit with a munition, actually, and, and the shock of that and everything caused him to have a heart attack. And another gentleman as well was was caught up in a crowd down by the Western Terrace, collapsed, and, and the police obstructed having him ex, uh, basically exfiltrated to where an ambulance and EMTs could get to him. Uh, Roseanne Boylan was literally uh, gassed and then beaten to death in the Western Tunnel. And nothing's been done about that either, has it? Has anything been done about that? Any kind of um, any kind of uh, real investigation, or have the uh, police been cleared? Well, we've done the investigations. I don't know what you call cleared or not. If you if you give somebody an award and send them to the Super Bowl for murdering a woman in cold blood in full view of video and about 50 different spectators, I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, again, you know, you, you just now saw a $300 million lawsuit filed against the Michael Byrd and members of Congress who are believed to be complicit in that by the husband of Ashley Babbitt, Mm -hmm. you're going to see, you already saw a huge flurry of civil lawsuits that were released on January 6th and the 8th of this year uh, to beat the deadlines for civil civil pursuit against many of the officers who were involved in the brutality that day. And again, members of Congress, you're beginning to see a civil, since we've decided we can't find justice in criminal courts in D.C., um, I think many people have decided perhaps civil law is the way to to try and at least bring attention. If not, you can't balance the scales for murder. There is no balancing of that scale. But uh, you could at least begin to draw public attention to it. And I think that's happening. Um, and even like right now, you and I are drawing public attention to it. So I urge everybody, you know, all you see is just busted pieces of puzzles, the little tiny bits that they want you to see. You never get to see the real picture. But recently, after three years of work, these videographers have put together a piece of work called J6, The Real Timeline. Um, you can find links to it through stophate.com or, again, our website. And this, this puts it all together, shows you everything happening in real time and in chronological parallel order. So you see what's happening at the ellipse at the same time as you're watching what happens at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, and I warn you, there is violence. You're going to see Ashley Babbitt's murder in full view. You're going to see the, the horror of what happened on the Western Terrace. It, it's a very, um, it can be very disturbing, but it is truth. Um, and for the first time, you'll see it as it actually happens. And then maybe all of everybody's questions about this day will be answered. If you watch that video, please share it. All right, very good. Tim Rivers is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles. Uh, before we get into the Chronicles again here, uh, Tim, Tell me about uh, how James Little, like I said, I had just alluded to this earlier, that uh, he challenged his sentencing 
for his involvement in January 6th. And then it got worse for him after that. This is where you were talking about that if you try to defend yourself, uh, they they even charge you with more stuff. But uh, what happened with James over the weekend? Um, well, I, I guess really about the same thing that, that uh, like I said before, I, I, I think the, um, the senior judge in this is attempting to, to continually rewrite history. And what, what they're doing here you know, he begins to call out that all this is all distortion, and you know that trying to put it back on the individuals who are uh, who are basically trying to seek justice. You know, look at the things that happened in uh, Summer of Love, and, and then you compare it to what's happening to J Sixers, mm-hmm. and then if they protest, what's happening after that? Um, in his case, I think you'll find that if this if this makes it to the appeal, it will be overturned. But the intent here is you're in the election cycle. The, the narrative must continue, and so you can't surrender uh, anything if you're under the control of, uh, of that political wave. But, well, the point being, though, is that James Little challenged his sentence. You know, he challenged his sentence for being excessive, and then the judge sentenced him to 60 more days in prison. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's punitive. That's the whole point. Now, now again, I, I think one of the things that's happening here is they're finally revealing themselves because they are all in. Uh, the, their demeanor and their actions are so much more evident. Uh, the, 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 it's so much more naked that I think the American public is beginning to see that. You're seeing that. I mean, we're talking about an issue right now that, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Or look at Enrique Torrio or listen to my interview with Zach Rail on our website and listen to the people he's meeting in jail. That ought to scare the crap out of you because that that lends credence to all these letters that are in these two books. Um, and you, again, find it on our website or directly at lettersfromprison.us. These guys' letters to America are trying to warn them, hey, look what's happening to me because it's coming for you. And I think there's a certain I think there's a certain amount of, uh, well, you know, hey, when things get really, really bad, uh, well, you know, people will stand up or something. No, it's already really bad for people. I think people, they just kind of... I mean, the checks are still being cashed for right now, uh, Tim, and I'm thinking maybe that's what is uh, is assuaging uh, so many Americans at this point. You know, there's that appearance of normalcy, but it really isn't when it comes to the DC uh, the the DC gulag and the blob, as some people refer to it. You know, the uh, the unaccountable administrative state that doesn't care who's in it, who's president as long as it's not President Trump. I guess. Yeah, it is. And and again, I, I tell you, you know, it's all about um, it's all about controlling the political power in this country. And that's the ultimate narrative. Uh, Trump is the threat. Anybody who supported Trump was obviously a, a minion of Trump. Yeah, a threat. Yeah. 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 Brainless um, minions. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how it's all characterized there. Now, I want to be clear about this, though, Tim. In the lead up to J6, um, I was concerned about uh, the way that was playing out even before. I don't know if you were that way, if you were paying attention. I was uh, imploring people to not go. Not that you don't have the right to go. That wasn't the, that wasn't the point. But I, I realized what we were dealing with at this point is uh, an unaccountable federal government that, especially the, the uh, if you want to call it the deep state or the administrative state there, it's about breaking any rules necessary to maintain the hold on power. And you knew they were going to break the rules, and it, it, it was like a, a trap. 
And I can't help but think, do, do you get the same feeling when you see this uh, this big convoy going down to the border? We're going to peacefully assemble and defend our border right now. I, I'm once again saying it's just like, you know, people got to be smarter about this, don't they? You know, realizing what you're, you know, what the political enemies are up to these days. Just tagging I, I and bagging. So, but I, I think you've, you've hit on the head of the conundrum of what's happening in our country. Because the, um, the, the current administration and even past administrations mm-hmm. have managed to inculcate a cult of fear against uh, of the federal government, of three-letter bureaucracies, of the power of retribution for, uh, for speaking against or even acting against uh, the prevalent political theme. And I'm not going to put that on one party or the other. I'm just saying that as, as, as human beings in this country— um, we have succumbed, I believe, to a rhetoric of, of fear and a, and a cult of apathy. And now we look around us and go, oh, my crap, all this is coming apart. What do we do about it? I, I think this is a time when you cannot be restrained in that manner, because what if January 6th had not happened? How much would you not know about the deep state or the machinations of that group? How many things would not be exposed for the raw uh, the naked tyranny that we we believe we see, and I think, is being proven in hearings and courts. All I was what I was saying, what I was kind of referencing, though, is that you cannot volunteer to be the animal snared in the trap just to be put into the gulag. You have to do this in a different fashion. Is what I was is what I was going on because the gulags are there. I mean, there's there's absolutely no doubt that the D.C. Circuit is in essence an American gulag. And, you know, when I when I see that, uh, you know, people from the right and uh, people that are wanting the secure border. All right. We're going to we're going to get together. We're going to gather hundreds of thousands of people on the border and we're going to show them. And it's just like, no, you're going to be uh, essentially set up for the next J6. It's like they, they don't quite grasp what uh, what they're doing you have to be smarter i think about how you work this you know kind of is that am i wrong you know to to bring that up and preparedness is key but i think uh, i think drawing back in fear of what they might do is exactly what they're expecting that that and and hmm. so 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 you think I, so you think i'm wrong about that cuz you know when i look at january 6th was a fed trap okay it was a fed trap and it was planned that way what makes you think that this is not going to be the same thing then oh i don't think it is it i i've already stated more than once that i you know i wonder what the response will be as these convoys begin to gather strength and volume and move across america towards texas how will the government respond or will they respond and how many federal agents are going to be in the group? See, it's what I'm getting at. It's like, don't play their game, is what I'm saying, is what I'm, is what I'm begging, Tim. It's like, because we play their game the way they want us to play it. That's all I was getting at. Well, what, I, I agree, but so what would be the alternative? I guess that would be the good question, right? What do you do? do you, if you don't show up, that almost is uh, an acquiescence, because I always tell people huh. silence is complicit. Well, we're certainly not being uh, silent about it, but uh, I, I don't think uh, people sitting in the gulag is necessarily going to solve that situation either, and having their and having their families destroyed because it tends to even uh, discourage even more activity here. In other words, don't volunteer to be the rabbit caught in the Fed trap. That's 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 all I'm saying. I've just uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess really, let me let me just 
rather than me try to tell you my opinion, how about I read you what one of the J6ers said? Would that be more politically um, um, at the root of the truth of how these people who are in the gulag actually feel? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Uh, this, is, this is from Lieutenant Colonel, retired veteran, Lieutenant Colonel War Hero Larry Brock, written in August of last year. Day 21 in the hole, day 78 is a political prisoner. Dear Barbara, thank you for your letter on the 25th of July. They threw me in the hole without giving me a reason. My counselor, Ms. Buckmaster, has told me this will be indefinite. I broke no prison rules. I think they're doing this just to unilaterally upgrade my minimum security sentence to max or super max time. I spend 23 hours a day in here, most days 24, as we are allowed only to shower every three days. Another counselor has told me I won't be allowed, I won't be allowed out unless a congressman calls. Please pray for me and get the word out. If you want to help me, call Springfield Gulag, ask for Lieutenant Cross why I'm in here. They will say it's pending investigation. But I've broken no rules and said nothing bad about anyone. I can't tell you how frustrating this is. Two careers destroyed, convicted for protesting a stolen election, now serving a harder prison sentence when I did nothing wrong. Please pray for justice. God bless you, your family. God bless President Trump and America. Larry Brock, political prisoner, Springfield Gulag. That's how they feel. Um, I don't see anything in there. I hate Trump or I refuse to bow. Mm-hmm. I could read you some letters that are so much more. Um, we understand why we're here, but, you know, God has placed us here for a reason. Uh, and that is that is to prove the point. And I guess those are those are the questions we all have to ask ourselves. Are you on the front line? Um, are you are you all in as our founding fathers are or are you a supporter or are you just the observer? Well, my concern, my concern, though, is that uh, confronting directly is not going to be effective. Confronting directly is not on this particular situation. It's going to have to be, I think, you know, dare say it more of a uh, of a guerrilla type tactic rather than this. I'm just saying that's even a more dangerous. That's even a more dangerous word. Here's an easy one. Okay. Everybody's got a telephone, 202-224-3121. That's your congressional switchboard. Give him your zip code, ask to speak to your congressman, and then tell him what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback January 6th. Well, all I'm saying, though, is that if is that, you know, to do is that to do the go to the border type thing. All I'm saying to him is that you tip your hand. You are just giving your hand to the people who hate you and wish to destroy you. That's all I was just mentioning. I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned it's being another that it's another setup. That's all. I, I I share your concern, but at the same time, I think um, I think there's a, an imperative in this nation that we stand on a precipice, and and frankly, I feel as close to the death of the republic if people do not act uh, as if they live in the land of the free, because it can't be that way unless it's the home of the brave. Um, and there's mm-hmm. there's our whole reason for ethos in America. Do we abandon it or do we stand for it? All right. Tim Rivers is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles, and it's j6patriotnews.com is the main website for everything that we've been talking about. You can get a copy of the book and uh, and so much more. Tim, I really appreciate the talk. We may not necessarily agree on tactics here at this point, but certainly in spirit, I get get where you're coming from. I'm just concerned that uh, you have some of your uh, best and brightest in the movement that will end up being taken out uh, and sitting in more gulags, which will just tend to, I mean, I, I just don't, you know, we'll have to disagree, you know, on this uh, for right now. But I appreciate you talking with me about it and giving me your view. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me come on, man. Appreciate it. You man. bet. God bless.
Tim Rivers and the American Gulag Chronicles, j6patriotnews.com. Hey, it's Lars here with my trusted friend in the real estate market, Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. With the marketplace the way it is today, what are you doing differently? Hey, Lars, great question. We offer our guaranteed sale program where we set a price and a deadline. And if your home doesn't sell during that time, we will buy it. And you combine that with the marketing that we do to get our clients top dollar for the sale of their home. And we sell properties like no one else in Southern Oregon. What does that mean for someone who lists his home or her home today? Lars, for someone that lists today, they can start packing. With our guaranteed sale program and the marketing that we do that is second to none in the market, they will be able to get top dollar for their home and know that they didn't leave any money on the table during this changing market. Thanks, Jared. Call Jared Hokanson today at 541-772-SOLD, 541-772-SOLD, or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and start packing. Choosing a company to drill your well is a major decision. You have a lot to consider. Experience, reputation, equipment, price, and most importantly, the finished project. Clouser Drilling stands behind their work and guarantees materials and workmanship. Quality and integrity has helped Clouser Drilling grow to be one of the largest drilling companies in the state. They provide the best overall value and make sure the job is done right. Competent and capable. That's Clouser Drilling. Call today for a free written estimate. 476-7795. Visit ClauserDrilling.com. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month, but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. The Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. It's a bit of after 7 KMED, KMED, HD1, Equal Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass. I appreciate you being here. I was uh, talking once again uh, with uh, with Tim Rivers, author of the American Gulag Chronicle, and we had a difference of opinion. And, and by the way, when I talked about, you know, confronting the federal government directly in the current situation, to me, I just look at it as a bad tactic. Now, I'm not a military guy. I'm not a tactical person. It's just like it's not working to the strength. And so when I talk about guerrilla attacks, when I talk about guerrilla tactics, rather, I'm not talking about military attacks and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying about you just do something, but you're not always telegraphing your moves. This is what I'm talking about. And when I, uh, when I saw this and I've noticed that uh, I'm seeing some patriot groups that are Going out there, and here it is, this secure the border. In fact, I even posted that on Facebook yesterday. And it was like, all right, do I really have to tell you, <laughs> you know, again, that, um, you know, hey, I completely support you. Yeah, TakeOurBorderBack.com is, is their website. The convoy's on the road right now. February 3rd, we're going to be in Eagle Pass, then in Tucson, in San Diego. And... You know, you're confronting directly that is not the strength right now it, when you're trying to to do this, in my opinion. You just end up uh, having your – you'll have your pictures taken, and then more stuff could be trumped up. No pun intended. You no know, trumped up on you. And uh, – Insurrection! I'm just saying, you know, you have to understand what, what you're dealing with, with uh, situations that will break the rules. They will break every rule possible, most likely, to take you in. 
And I just don't know if it's smart to volunteer to be the next rabbit in the Fed trap. Am I wrong about that? Because I was concerned about this in January 6th. It's just like, oh, they are, they are not going to, uh, to let this go unpunished. Now, if you think you're accomplishing something by uh, being in prison, maybe it is. Maybe it will accomplish something if people are arrested and put in prison. But I, I think it's, that's a worthy question to, uh, to pose here. It's not that I don't like the sentiment of take our border back convoy and, and doing this, but that's the same kind of tactic, the direct uh, situation, like January 6th. And I, you know, is that helpful at the moment? What's a smart tactic? You know, if, is there a better tactic? I don't know if I have a better tactic, but I just don't think this one's a good one. I can, I can look at this and go, well, <laughs> you know, you'll probably end up with, uh, you know, some rioting, some problems. You'll probably have some federal agents within the take back our convoy people that will cause some problems. They're going to be the Ray Epps types that are going, we need to go in there and kick and kick some uh, uh, Mexican behind. And uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden, oh, look, see, that's how I see this uh, situation spinning up. And and maybe it's because I'm married to a PR and marketing uh, person, Linda, who has trained me to say, OK, you would like to accomplish this. But what's the worst thing that can happen when you do something like that? Right. You know, that's a kind of an, what can go wrong and what can you prepare in to make sure that it doesn't go wrong? And so that you do things smartly. And I get concerned that uh, well-meaning people, well-meaning, red-blooded Americans, real Americans, are going to just get uh, caught in another Fed trap. That's how I see it. And I don't want to see good red-blooded Americans uh, caught in a Fed trap. But anyway, hi, KMED, KCMD, Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. Who's this? Morning, Bill. Steve in Sunny Valley. Hi, Steve. How you doing? The the question I have is what happens if we do nothing? We just continue on this path. I think we have listens. And, and I would agree with you. I didn't say do nothing. But I, what I'm saying at, is that when in a weak position, is a direct confrontation effective? Look at the Boer Wars when the Britons were killing the, uh, the farmers in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until images of the women and children being starved in the gulags got back to England that the war stopped. That is the political, the PR move that will get change. It's not until the atrocities are put out in the open. Okay, so you you admit then that uh, atrocities will most likely be out in the open on this and then just understand what you're doing. Okay. Well, if if we go if we go the stealth way like Timothy McVeigh, that doesn't work. That just No, you see fires. you're you're talking about you you're acting as if I'm calling for a stealth terror attack and I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. But I'm but I'm well, I, all I'm going to say is that they're going to take the feds will take your peaceful protesters, your truly peaceful protesters and morph them into criminals. Because that's what happened on January 6th, too. It's not until their atrocities are made public and everybody understands that the Fed's direction was nothing. Look at look at the uh, the post office rebellion in North Ireland. That mm-hmm. was a rebellion. There were guns involved. Yeah. Okay. But right now we're all pacified with our circuses and our bread. 
and nobody's doing anything. Well, I will agree with you, pacified with the bread and circuses. And uh, hey, how about that Super Bowl coming up, Steve? Yeah, <laughs> but but brave people have to do something, or nothing changes. And yes, there will be suffering and and pain involved. Okay, all right. One man's opinion. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much.